This is Power That Matters, and I'm your host, Tom Banks. Welcome to DSPM's podcast series, Power That Matters. Our purpose behind this project is to create a vehicle to improve communication with our customers, specifiers, and distributors. Toward this end, each week we'll dive deep into DSPM's technology and its application across an incredibly wide spectrum of needs and environments. Good afternoon. I'm Tom Banks, Director of Marketing for DSPM, and your host of Power That Matters. I'm excited today to have as my guest, seasoned lighting professional Scott Cook. Scott has over 30 years of lighting experience in this industry, and I'm certain has something to share. CLS represents an expansive range of lighting products and control manufacturers from its Southern California offices in Irwindale and Santa Clarita, servicing clients from San Bernardino to Santa Barbara. If we're lucky, Scott will share his insights and shed some light on this dynamic industry. Scott, welcome to DSPM's Power That Matters. Thank you. I'm glad to have you. Uh, thank you for taking your time to join us today. I know that you're a, you're a dedicated partner of DSPM, and uh, we're just happy to have you uh, become part of our, our communications vehicle, reaching out to all of our reps nationwide. So how long have you been in the inverter business? Well, I've been in the industry since, uh, what, 1985 and been selling inverters on jobs. Probably really started to do more, probably about 1991 is when uh, I started doing a lot of, uh, started getting heavily into the inverter business. Was that driven by your choice or, or demand from the marketplace? No, that was driven by, we picked up, Back in '91, we picked up H.E. Williams as a line, and the products that they, you know, the products they make fit the school market. And so I started doing a lot of school work, and schools use a lot of inverters. Are schools your primary focus? Well, my customers that I have and I'm assigned to do a lot of school work. So from that standpoint, yes. Okay. Do you come from an engineering background, or you, you or you're a self-made man? I'm just a I'm a sales. I learned from the ground up in the lighting industry. Welcome to the club. I know that feeling. Why this market of all the marketplaces in the world? You know this gin joint, if you will. Why inverters and why lighting? Well, I went to work for my father. Uh, you know, I was 24 years old and didn't know what to do with my life, so I told my father to put me to work, and I learned industry through that, and one thing led to another, and that's I started selling lighting in Southern California, and next thing you know, I'm selling inverters with the school work I do. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Dad. I, I don't know, being in this industry, you know, <laughs> you know, the lighting industry, you make a good living, but you don't get rich. Okay. I guess if you could sell all the inverters in the country, you could get rich. <laughs> right. No. That's... How long have you been working with us at DSPM? Well, I started at California Lighting Sales in 2007, and that's when I, you know, started dealing with DSPM because they represented the line. And, you know, with the business I do, I, you know, got to know Mo over time, and, you know, I respect how he supports what I do and, you know, takes care of any problems and issues and, 
does all the right things for me anyway. And anytime I get somebody that does that, I support him 100%. Yeah, Mo is a is an interesting individual. He's a very dedicated, grassroots guy, and, and he's a smart engineer. Very, he he understands the inverter business. He's been doing it all his life, and when you have that type of resource to go to when you have a issue that you need to deal with, it's nice to have somebody with that type of experience and knowledge. Indeed, indeed. Before we continue, let's take a short break. Almost every day, I'm asked how important is it that DSPM is Buy America compliant? My friends, Buy America compliance is a very big deal. Patriotism aside, if your project receives any funding from the federal government, I'm certain your vendors must be Buy America compliant or at least offer more for less. More for less. That's hard to do. The Buy America Compliant Act, passed by Congress in 1933, requires the United States government and federally funded projects to give preference to American-made products over foreign vendors. Simple as that. So, what does it take to be Buy America Compliant? Basically, more than 50% of the product's parts cost must be manufactured in the U.S., So if only 49% of a manufacturer's cost of parts is domestic, the device is not Buy America compliant. The good news, however, is DSPM is fully Buy America compliant and our inverters are built right here in the good old USA. DSPM's Buy America compliance relieves our partners and clients from yet another burden, distraction, and concern. Before we continue... If you ever need help with any of your projects, you can reach DSPM toll-free at 877-377-6769 and ask for Pedro, Sandra, or Vince. They understand our technology, your needs, and are here to help. Let's return to our conversation with our guest. When I talk to young people getting into this industry, or any business, they're, they're always asking, how do you get through the gatekeeper? And in our world, you and I, the gatekeeper is fundamentally the industry specifier. Whether they're an engineer or an architect, somebody is making this specification decision. But it's a matter of building that relationship. How do you get into relationships with specifiers? Well, first off, <laughs> the problem with people entering the industry or in general, what I believe is the work ethic from the younger generation just really sucks. You know, I've told, I always tell somebody who's just starting out, you can be really successful. It's real simple. Just get your ass out of bed every morning. Stay up as long as you have to do to get the job done. If you do that every day, eventually you're going to be highly successful. As far as inverters go, the engineer is the one that specifies the inverter. The engineer gets to use, have a choice. And the engineer doesn't choose the inverter because of the product most of the time. He chooses the inverter because of the relationship he has with the salesman. So sure. to get to get that specification, you have to build a relationship with with the specifier. And I, back in 1993, I, I, I went through this. I had a hard time. You know, I'd call on these engineers, but I wasn't getting anywhere. And back in 1991, we took on H.E. Williams, 93 um, Williams does, does these trips, and we went back to uh, 
uh, Table Rock Lake where they have a big cabin and, you know, we take a bunch of people back there and they, they do these fishing trips and they had one boat, one guide, one customer that would go out on these fishing trips. And we spent, uh, uh, you know, we get there Thursday night and spent, the, you know, Friday going to the factory. By 2 o'clock we were out of there and we spent the rest of the time, you know, basically getting to know each other. And I took some customers back to that trip and I learned from that trip how you build a relationship. It has nothing to do with product. It has everything to do with getting the customer away from the office, you know, quite frankly, get them into a closed there, wake up with them in the morning. By the end of the trip, you have a relationship and he's going to start using you. It's that simple. Okay. And I did, so yeah. I, I started from, from that. I started doing, when I owned Nuco Lighting, I started, you know, I did trips. I take, you know, 15, 16 people down or 12 to 14 people down to Cabo every year and do fishing trips with Vegas. We went to, we went to Tahoe skiing. We, I did all of it to entertain these customers. These customers that I have now are more my friends than they are customers, and so they support sure. me. So it's really about relationship building, not about solution providing. For the most part, you don't get the you don't get to the table solution providing unless you have the relationship first, so they bring you into it. This is for the engineer. All right, engineers when they specify product. You know, pretty much they can use it. There's 20 different manufacturers of almost every product, and so who do they use? Well, in some cases, there's exclusive product that they have to use, you know, that they use because of the quality, and it's, it's unique, and nobody has it, but that's rare. So the question is, who do they go to? They go to the per- people they know, they ask them to help them out, and then they, you know, you if they, you then as a salesman help, you help them through it. But if you don't have the relationship, you only get in the front door. And you, you can you can spend five, six, seven years calling on engineers trying to build that relationship, and eventually you will if you keep calling them, keep calling, eventually get there. But if you're just starting out, it, it takes three to five years minimum before you get to know them, or you can take them out for a weekend and you all of a sudden you have a relationship with them. I didn't want to wait three to five years. I I wanted to get a relationship with the key people that I wanted to do business with, and I did. And so today I have a lot of friends. I call them friends. They're really not. You know, specifiers are my friends, and you know, so we do other things other than sell product, and that's that's why I'm successful. I don't know how other people do do it, but that's how I became successful building those relationships with some very key people. And that works across the entire spectrum of your product line. For what engineers specify, architects are different. Architects is specifying something because of how it looks. And so now you're talking about a little difference in architects, a little bit harder to build that relationship because it's all about a look. And if you don't have the look, then it's not going to help you. Uh, lighting designer is all about looks and um, performance. So there, you, can't, you have to have the product to sell to a lighting designer. That relationship is different. You know, it's... When it comes to engineers, you got to get the relationship to get the specification. You still need to get it with architect, but they're not as it's not quite the same. Inverters are you know specified by the engineer, not the architect, not anybody else. Right, they're sitting in a dark room somewhere downstairs, and they're not affecting the architectural appearance of the building. Right. All all, all the architect cares about is you know 
the engineer calls him and say, we need this much room. He says, I don't want to give you that much room. What, what can we do? I mean, that's what they fight okay. about is space. So, but the yeah. engineer says, hey, look, we don't have a choice. You know, we got to have the inverter. This is the space it takes, so make up your mind. When we were talking a little bit ago, you were talking about mixed residential opportunities out there that you were working with. Do you see a, a growing appeal or need for inverters in the residential space? Well, not in the single family dwelling, in apartment complexes. That's where you'll see the inverters, where you have to have emergency power, um, you know, for hallways and, you know, to be able to, so be able to exit the building if there's a problem and no different than any commercial building. Okay. What's your strategy for service? Inverter goes down, a problem. Is CLS handling that as a front end? Or do you have a do you have your own service department? What do, what's your secret? Well, if I have a problem, I call the SPM up. <laughs> okay, so okay, so I don't get involved. I don't service. I don't service. If I, I will go to I go to a job site when there is a problem, and you know, if we've had a problem, I'll go to the job site, and meet everybody out there, and try and resolve the issue. But usually, when I do that, I have somebody from DSPM out there with me. Good. Yeah, we're happy to to be there for that purpose. I, you, know, you and I are older guys. Maybe we're not looking 10 years into the future with respect to our careers because, you know, we're older guys. But what do you, what do you think the next 10 years holds for this industry? Oh, I have no idea. I mean, the biggest change we had was going to the LED market from um, fluorescent. That was a huge change. Uh, Title 24, I, I would say the biggest change that's going to happen in California is the, they're going to continue to give you less wattage to light or to power your building, and that is going to be the the biggest challenge, um, you know, figuring out how to do that. And products come out that are more efficient. But I, I, you know, when it comes to inverters, that's that's a safety and an emergency use, so that's a different animal altogether. Sure. Yeah. Well, if they lower the wattage, then that lowers the demand for the for the inverter. It's going to lower the inverter the becomes vote. smaller. Right. You were at a high school graduation, and in this age where people are questioning the benefit of going to college, when we look at the cost of doing so, and recommending kids start to look at trades and and industrial schools and, and th- such as that, would you recommend this industry for for a young adult? Absolutely. Somebody didn't want to go to college and wants to make a good living. This is a great industry to get into, but it takes time. They got to be patient and want to, they have to work. And, you know, the hardest thing is I find is somebody that's willing to put in the hours to get to, you know, put in the hours and time to get to knowledge about the industry and, you know, taking care of customers and customers, you know, they, you know, I always say if I have to stay up all night to get something done for a contractor or somebody, that's what I have to do. I remember when I first started working for my father. You, you have to learn the language too, which is a lot of people don't really think about that. But they kept talking about lamps. And I'm thinking lamps. You know, that's what you see in your desk. That's a lamp. But in the electrical industry, a lamp was a light, actual light bulb. And then, you know, I finally asked, "What are you guys talking about lamps?" And they explained it to me. You know, it's things like that that you have to learn the language and be patient to understand what's going on. Anybody that starts in this industry right now, I, I have all kinds of patience to help them out and help them learn. I, the thing that drives me nuts is when you have somebody that's been in this for 10 years and has no clues to what they're doing. 
And there's a lot of people out there that are that way. Yes, there are. Uh, you know, there's no question. Lingo plays a big role in people's perception of your knowledge about anything. And of course. if you don't know the lingo, then you're going to be, uh, you're going to be questioned as to whether or not you're an expert. Of course. If I had to put DSTM and the next major one, to, you know, on a table together, why choose DSTM? Well, uh, why do I choose it or why does the specifier choose it? Well, why would you choose it? Because you're putting your reputation on the line. The specifier well, say, I made a specification and it didn't meet it. I, I look at the factory that's going to support me and support the job when there's a problem. And DSPM has always done that and take way above and beyond to help me out on jobs. And for that service and for that, you know, doing that, I, I'm dedicated. I won't sell any inverters but DSPM. We have a couple other lines at CLS that are inverters. But, you know, when I see an Emergilite, for example, we handle Emergilite. They have inverters. When I see an Emergilite specification, I sell DSPM, not Emergilite. Okay. So it's really about service because from your vantage point, the technology should live up to its specifications. Then it becomes an issue of dealing with problems and, and having them serviced well and quickly. Well, for me, what you know, I, had, I had a distributor that had a problem with a job. It was a big problem and, you know, quite frankly, it cost 20 grand to fix the problem. It wasn't his problem, but he did it because I asked him to do it and I got him the money back down the road. But when you have a factory that's willing to do that, that means everything to me. You went way above and beyond than that. Yeah, Mo is a go-to guy. He does what he says, and that's that's what appeals to me about Mo. With every factory CLS represents, I sell the factories that support the problems on jobs. From my standpoint, if an engineer makes a mistake, it's not their mistake, it's my mistake, and I got to take care of it. Contractor making a mistake on a job, try and help them out any way I can. And that means sometimes I'll eat money on a job just to help them out. Well, you know, the contractors I do business with, they always want to do business with me because I do those things for them. Most people won't. They, you know, it's not my problem. You take care of it. You know, that kind of thing. That's not so how I operate. But if a factory screwed up a job royally, it ended up costing $14,000 to fix it, and I had to pay it. And it had nothing to do with us. The contract was at fault. The factory was 100% at fault. And from that point on, I told all my specifiers and everybody I talked to never use And when another salesman at CLS specified never use on a job, ever. Because if, you know, that, well, what happens is a $100,000 problem. They're going to walk from it. They're not going to take care of the problems. And I, you right. can't do that in this industry. A bad reputation will move quickly. Oh, of course. So is there anything you'd like to share off the top of your head that you think our listeners would be interested in knowing what what Mr. Cook has to say? <laughs> Only that, you know, use DSPM and if you have any issues, call Mo. He'll take care of it, and that's what we all want. It's a good yeah, product. Yeah. They, they have no problems. You know, I would use them on every single job and stand behind them 100%. So. That is great to hear, Scott. So I know your time is busy. We appreciate you taking it with us today on Power That Matters. And we're here for you. And we're here for our listeners. So thank you very much. And please have a wonderful week. And you know where we are if you need me. Okay. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Thomas. See you. Thank you, Scott. Bye-bye.
Well, that brings this episode of Pollinant Matters to a close. Certainly, none of this is possible without your participation. Next week, Power That Matters continues bringing you more interesting guests as we explore the world of quality power management. If you have any questions or topics you'd like discussed, email them to me at tbanks at dspmanufacturing.com. Also, if you need help with your projects, you can always reach DSPM toll-free at 877-377-6769. Our knowledgeable team understands our technology and, more importantly, your needs. Again, thank you for making all we do possible. From all of us at DSPM to you, our partners in ensuring the lights are on when they matter most in an emergency. Be well and never forget, DSPM is here with power that matters.